Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. You'll want to grab your Bible and turn with us to Genesis 45, verse 4. Redeem bad into good. God can transform the bad things of our lives and make them into good. Jesus can redeem your nightmares and make them into his dreams. Christ has the power. He has a greater purpose and a reason and a plan for our lives. And for the Christian, it will all work out in the end. There's a scripture, it says, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. When you read that promise, you realize it doesn't work out for everybody. Not all things work out for good for everybody. But for those that have a relationship and they know Christ, they love him, and they're called by him, yes, even the horror and the tragedies and the nightmares and the, the most destructive things that have happened in your past, God has the power to redeem it and flip it right side up and to bring good out of evil. Only God himself can do such a thing. It is the story of Joseph. And Joseph knew by this his brothers now were honest men. The time had come at last to reunite them all again. Can't you recognize my face? Is it hard to see that the Joseph who you thought was dead, your brother, is me? Joseph, Joseph, is it really true? Joseph, Joseph, is it really you? Joseph has just revealed himself to his brothers, and the story is building the, the suspense, the, the joy, the excitement. His dreams are about to come true. He's been through a lot of hard times. He's been waiting 22 years for this very moment, and it has finally come. Genesis 45, verse 4, reconcile with your family. Then Joseph said to his brothers, please come closer to me. And they came closer, and he said, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt, facing family facing loved ones, facing the past. Have you ever had to face someone and you didn't want to face them, you didn't want to see them, and God put you together? I hate that when he does that to me. <laughs> but it's for your own good. It's for his own purposes. He's going to fix things. And people that you thought were your enemies, God is going to transform them and make them into your friends. Remember your past, right? 
How can I forget? Joseph brings it all up. You are my brothers and you sold me for 20 pieces of silver and made me into a human slave. But he's not bringing it up to pound them. He's bringing it up so he can forgive them. you got to acknowledge your sins in order to come clean and to forgive and to forgive the sins of his brothers against him. Verse 5. Now do not be grieved or angry with yourselves. you got to forgive yourself. You have to let God forgive you, bring it to the cross, confess your sin, and when he forgives you, you also have to forgive yourself and don't hold on to it any longer. So don't be angry, don't be upset, because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. You see, God is the grand puppet master. He's the director. He runs the show. He sits on the throne of heaven. And maybe you think family and friends and loved ones and bosses and people you trusted, they did you dirty. But it's okay, because if you're a Christian, God can transform that bad into good. That horrible experience has a greater purpose. Do you see it? God is going to use that to direct you and to move you and to lift you up and to do even something greater. And Joseph realizes it. God sent me here to Egypt. It was his purpose. I was ripped away by my family, taken as a human slave by the caravan, right? The Ishmaelite traders brought to Egypt, enslaved, imprisoned, but then God raised me up in Egypt so that I could save my family. I could save the world from this global famine for salvation. God had a greater purpose. Verse 6, for the famine has been in the, in the land these two years. Now from this information, we can decipher that Joseph is 39 years old, sold as a slave at the tender teenage years of 17, and he's been there 22 years. He's waited a long time for his dreams to come true. And there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. It won't do any good to try to build your farms and bring in harvests and crops. There's no rain, there's no water, there's no food. Only the food that Joseph has had Egypt store in the storehouses. During the seven years of plenty, he's prepared for the seven years of famine. Verse 7, God sent me before you to preserve life for you, a remnant in the earth. Do You see, he keeps saying, God did it, God did it. But I remember those cruel brothers. I remember them arresting him, tying him up, dragging him away, and he's screaming for his life. He's begging to his brothers, don't do this to me. But now he's grown up. Now he's an adult. Now he's mature, and he realizes those horrible things of his past 
were all part of God's plan for a greater purpose. Even though you did it to me, I know God did it to me because God wants me to be the hero and save my family, our little family, a remnant, a little group of Jews that will grow and become millions and even have their own nation today. And what is tomorrow? The embassy is moving to Jerusalem, Israel, and the Jews are celebrating that we would acknowledge them as God's nation and God's people in the capital of Jerusalem. And to keep you alive by a great deliverance. See, I had to take some bums, some lumps, have some hard times so that I could save the life of my family. Do you see a greater purpose, a greater cause? I was locked up for a few years, but I'm going to save my very intimate family because of God's purposes. Verse 8, Now, therefore, it was not you who sent me here, but God. Do you see it? Do you get it? Have you learned the lesson? Do you know that God has a purpose, a greater good, that God makes all things work together for good, for his people, for his chosen, for those that love him, for the Christians? And he made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his household and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Three titles, do you see it? When you're rich and powerful and famous and you're second to the Pharaoh, a world empire, you get many titles, positions. He's like the father, like a spiritual father to the Pharaoh. He's lord of Egypt. He's ruler of an empire. His three titles given to Joseph, our hero. God sent Joseph to Egypt, not just the nine brothers that betrayed him, not just the Ishmaelite traders that transported him by caravan to Egypt. You know, sometimes we go through things that we don't want to remember, so scarring, so hurting. I was uh, an associate pastor, and I love my church in California. And we got a new pastor, and he decided to push me out as an associate pastor. I, I gave my whole heart and soul to that church, and the way he did it is he starved me out. He uh, told the board, we need more money and spend more money, and we need to come up with sources of money, so we're going to cut Pastor John's salary to zero. <laughs> and I said, how am I going to survive? And he says, you'll, you'll find a way. And God told me, this is, this is me. This isn't just this pastor pushing you out, starving you out. This is me. You're going to resign from the church, you're going to leave peacefully and not cause any trouble. And you're going to go to Bible college, to the Calvary Chapel Bible College. And everyone in the church said, Pastor John, why would you leave us? I mean, we love you. We are your family. Why would you go? And I couldn't tell one single soul what had happened. It would have split the church. They would have fought for me and probably thrown out the new pastor. But it would have killed the church. And how does God get the glory? So I quickly 
gave my notice and bowed out, and I said, it's God. He's calling me to Bible college. And the horrible, evil thing that this pastor did to me, God used it for my good. I always wanted to go to Bible college. I always wanted formal training, education. I always wanted to, to do bigger and greater things. And God used the bad for my good. And then many years later, I bumped into this pastor at a conference. He was sitting right in front of me. And God said, now you're going to go up to him. You're going to forgive him. You're going to shake his hand. You're going to give him a, a hug. And I'm like, Lord, no, this is like my arch enemy. I'll wish death for him, you know. And I forgave him. And I shook his hand. And I hugged him. And I let it all go. This is like Joseph forgiving his brothers of the past. Verse 9, Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not delay. you got to tell dad I'm still alive. you got to send for him. I want him here with us. Verse 10, you shall live in the land of Goshen. You shall be near me, you and your children, and your children's children, and your flocks, and your herds, and all that you have. We're going to relocate, Dad, and the whole clan, all of Israel, all the relatives, all the extended family, all the pets, all the animals. I'm putting you up at the very best place the land, the best of the land. I'm going to bless my family. You could leave the starving lands of Canaan and come to the big storehouses of food. Verse 11. There I will also provide for you, for there are still five years of famine to come, and you and your household and all that you have would be impoverished. You can't stay back home anymore. It's a desert. It's desolate. You'll die. You must come and move in with me. I'm like the Lord of Egypt. I have everything you could ever want. Verse 12, Behold, your eyes see, and the eyes of your brother Benjamin see, that it is my mouth which is speaking to you. Joseph is speaking Hebrew. Joseph is speaking with his own mouth to their ears. Before he disguised himself, he was fooling them. He was talking Egyptian through an interpreter who would speak Hebrew. It was a go-between. It was part of the mask and the charade. And he had fooled them up to this point. And now he says, it's me. It's your brother. And they're like, oh, no. My worst nightmare has come true, right? He's going to kill us. They were terrified he's going to get revenge. But Joseph has nothing but forgiveness and grace and mercy. And you see, this is his secret dream. I want my family again. I want to be reunited from them. I want to reconcile. Have you ever had something so close, but yet it's so far away? Maybe a family member, a friend, a love, their next-door neighbor, they, they live right in the community, and you pass by, but there's a wall. There's a separation, and you want to break down the barrier. 
and you want to reconcile and reunite, you've got to admit, right? You've got to come clean. You've got to kill the family line. Oh, Joseph, yeah, my brother, something horrible happened to him. I think wild animals killed him. No, it's all a lie. You sold him as a slave. Oh, the, the family secret, we've got to keep it going. Let it die. <laughs> Just break down the wall, make a peace treaty, end the war. And you fought over some stupid little insignificant thing. Seen as believing, don't you see my face? Don't you hear my words? You know it's me. 13. Now you must tell my father of all my splendor in Egypt and all that you have seen. And you must hurry and bring my father down here. I've waited 22 years. Bring him now as fast as you can in the next few days. I want to live with my father. He's old before he dies. It's urgent. Go as fast as you can. Time is ticking. Verse 14. Then he fell on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept. And Benjamin wept on his neck. The baby boy his full brother, his favorite brother, from the same mother, Benjamin, I cry on you, I hug you, I kiss you first, because you're my favorite. Verse 15, he kissed all his brothers and wept on them, and afterward his brothers talked with him. It is the long-awaited family reunion. It is kisses of forgiveness. It is hugs of grace. He could have pushed them away. He could have had them all killed. He could have incarcerated them. He could have made them like human slaves like they did to him. But that's not his dream. His dream is he wants his family back. He's Lord of Egypt. He's rich. He's powerful. He's got it all, fame and fortune. And what he longs for the most is to love his family, to have his brothers back, even in spite of what they did to him as a kid. Have you been there? Love covers a multitude of sins. Love endures. Love is powerful. God's love conquers. You can have that love. Even, Jesus said, for your worst enemies, even for those that have done horrible things to you, you can forgive the past, you can move on, you can overcome, and you can reunite with kisses and hugs, 11 kisses. You see it, each and every brother, even the most cool, cruel brothers, even the brother who betrayed him. My church in California, we had these little brother, little sister, and their dad came to me, and they're like, Pastor, we need your help. 
And the children had a prayer request. They said, Pastor, will you pray for us? Our mom has run away. She's run away to do her drugs and her sex, her perversions. She's abandoned us, abandoned your own kids. And the little boy and the little, little girl, they said, Pastor, our prayer request, pray with us that our mom will come back and we'll forgive her. And we just want to reunite and we want to be a family again. That was their dream. And you know, sometimes God gives me faith for somebody else because the husband doubted, oh, she'll never come back. She's committed adultery. She's doing her drugs and her alcohol and bar hopping and she'll never come back. But I have faith and I have faith for you. And I held hands with those little kids. And you know the thing with little kids, they have a lot of faith. And I said, let's pray together. Let's believe together that God will do a miracle and bring your mother back. And quickly, she came back to the church. She repented. She says, I don't, I don't want that. I want my babies. I want my family. And God did another miracle and reunited them. He can do the same for you. Reunite with your family. Verse 16 now, when the news was heard in Pharaoh's house that Joseph's brothers had come, it pleased Pharaoh and his servants. 17. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Say to your brothers, Do this. Load your beasts and go to the land of Canaan and take your father and your households and come to me, and I will give you the best of the land of Egypt and you will eat the fat of the land. It is favor. It is God. It is a miracle that the mighty Pharaoh says, you must bring your family. You must reunite. You have to all live together. Even a pagan Egyptian Pharaoh knows what's right, right? This is what you have to do. You have to forgive your brother, your sister, your parents, your children. Let it go. Get beyond it. God will make a way. 19. Now you are ordered, do this, take wagons from the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives and bring your father and come. I give you transportation. You're going to come back in style. A great reunion, a homecoming. Welcome to your new home, Egypt. Welcome to your new home, Reno and Sparks, Nevada. <laughs> Some people are like, oh, what have I gotten into? Oh, into a wonderful place with beautiful weather, lots of jobs, wonderful people, the Sierra Mountains, the Truckee River. What more could you want? Verse 20. Do not concern yourselves with your goods, for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. Hospitality. I roll out the red carpet. Everything you could want because Pharaoh loved Joseph, now he loves Joseph's family. It's a package deal. If you really love that person, you will love their family. 
right? You can't love me and hate my kids, right? You can't love me and hate my grandkids. You got to accept them. You got to work it out. You got to get beyond it. Find a way. God will show you. 21. Then the sons of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them wagons according to the command of Pharaoh and gave them provisions for the journey. To each of them he gave changes of garments. Joseph is clothing his brothers who stripped him of his clothing. It was ironic to me. Joseph had his gorgeous, beautiful coat of many colors. Have you ever seen the musical Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat? You gotta see it. His beautiful color coat, and he's dancing, he's so proud of it, and I'm a big shot, you know. And they rip that thing off of him. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775-746-4567 and our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.